0: And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We are continuing on our week four preview of the high school football season. Here with me to talk about um, football around the city and our football game of the week this week in LeBlanc, St. Joe Christian is the sports director at KFEQ and the St. Joseph Post. Tommy Rezach is with us. Tommy, how are you?
1: Well, Clifton, and uh, not the—it's a pretty good time of year, isn't it? I mean, I know it still feels like summer out there, but uh, no, I mean, football's in full swing, and uh, yeah, both area MIAA teams off to a good start. A lot of area football teams and eight and eleven man off to good starts, and uh, yeah, no better time of year. We'll we'll sleep, we'll sleep in the summer, we'll sleep in the off season. Uh, so yeah, it's been fun so far, and look forward to seeing what's next.
0: Absolutely, I'm definitely looking forward to it, but just um. Tommy real quick, just uh, overall your, um, big picture, um, your thoughts on just the, the, maybe some surprises, um, uh, just some notable things that you thought of from the first three weeks of the season.
1: Um, are you just talking high school in Northwest Missouri?
0: Um, yes, yes, sir. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, well
0: I think it's
1: kind of nice to see two of your major city teams off to a good start. Um, you know, St. Joe Central hadn't started 2-0 and since 2007 and, frankly, maybe should have beat Raytown. Uh, I mean, they were also close. It was a good effort. So, good to see Central be competitive. Uh, Benton, you know, they started 2-0 first time since – or not 2-0, and but uh, they won their first game since 2011, um, beat Lafayette in the north side. It was their first win over the Irish since 2015, first win in the north side since 2006. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. Uh, And then you want to zoom out a little further than that. I think it's kind of cool to see North Andrew kind of back. I mean, they've really proven themselves. That's a team that was in the state final, you know, less than two years ago and had a bit of a a setback last year going six and five. But it seems like uh, Coach Dwayne Williams really has them moving in the right direction. Um, I, I guess I'm a little I mean. I don't know if I should be surprised. I thought Bishop LeBlanc would be a contender, and I think they're going to win a lot of games left on their schedule. But they've run into North Andrew and Worth County, so to see them one and two is a bit of a surprise. But I think they still have uh, plenty of uh, room uh, for improvement. Uh, plenty of room to bounce back. Another pleasant surprise. I think you got to look at Stewartsville Osborne, You know, starting two and zero, and they've got a really good running back. They've been super competitive. I mean, me and Devin Albertson were looking. It's been since like 04, 05, since Stewartsville Osborne had this good of a start to the year. So, uh, you know, sometimes they get a little forgotten about, you know, they're kind of a small school. So uh, uh, good to see them uh, succeed. Um, those are the ones that come to mind. I don't mean to discredit anybody, but uh, just from what I've seen. Oh, Savannah. I mean, Savannah looks really good. Uh, they're 3-0. I know for sure the last time they started 2-0 and was 2014. And their second win was against class one defending state champ, East Buchanan. Thriller of a game, got to cover that one. Um, So I think, you know, I think Savannah's got a really good running game. They've got some good receivers, pretty physical up front, a really good experienced coach. And Anthony Hayes, who spent time in King City and also Branson, so he's kind of seen both ends of the spectrum there. So I think Savannah's, I mean, the MEC is good. We all know that. I think Maryville's, uh, you know, uh, showing their prowess again. Uh, Seems like Chile might not be quite as good as we thought they were. St. Pius tenth, always still solid, um, but I think Savannah's making a case for sure. So, yeah, I, I would say those are the things. I would say don't sleep on King City. I know they lost uh, uh, their really good uh, – Parker Muff, was it, that they lost uh, from last year. So, um, yeah, I know you know that's been an adjustment, but I think King City's going to go on a run uh, before, before long. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, Platte Valley looks really good. Um, you know, again, don't mean to discredit anybody. That's just what's coming to mind. East Buchanan and Mid-Buchanan, boy, I think it's week eight they match up. That's good. that's looking just as enticing as it did last year. Both teams ranked in the top five. You know, don't let that loss to Savannah on the road by five points fool you about East Buchanan. They got a good quarterback. They lost virtually no one up front. They returned their whole linebacking core. Trevor Klein, in my opinion, probably is the best running back in northwest Missouri across all classes. So they look really good. haven't watched mid Buchanan in person yet, but you know, (laughs) there seems like every year they start undefeated. They haven't lost a regular season game. I don't think since 2019. So yeah, you know, those are the ones that come to mind and uh, you know, it's only what we've only played three weeks. So it's like, we're a third of the way through. So, uh, still lots of games to go, but uh, yeah, it's been, there's some exciting ones for sure.
0: Absolutely. You know, football's going to be real juicy here when you're talking week seven, week eight, week nine. I know, um, Week eight, I guarantee I got a red mark. I got a red circle on the schedule. East mid bucket, East Buck. I will be there for that one. I know you'll be there for that one as well. That one's gonna be a fun one. But um, let's talk about the game last week. Our schedules kind of intersect a little bit for the next um couple of weeks. And we were both on the north side. Um, uh, good crowd out there for oh, yeah. north side, south side. Benton versus Lafayette. You alluded to it earlier. First win for the Cardinals over Lafayette in 2000, since 2015. First win. Uh, at Lafayette since 2006 just um overall your thoughts on um, Benton's performance against Lafayette
1: well I think Jackson Rich is a pretty impressive guy you know I know his dad played for Benton back in the day and uh you know I remember one of the big stories of the Jamboree was you know this guy's taken over you know first year starter and you know worked his way up through JB and everything last year as a freshman and, and he's he's done well i think you know i don't know if he's a pure dual threat but he's mobile he can certainly take off and run if he needs to uh bishop rush all mec last year as a running back and linebacker bishop also being a, a fourth place state medalist in wrestling so he's you know big physical back pretty fast for a guy his size uh you know seems like ben's got a pretty decent offensive line now uh, a guy like joshua pete comes to mind uh that they're able to get some push up front and uh you know they they were uh let's see who they i'm blanking on who they beat northeast kansas city uh pretty heavy favorites in that one uh you know ran into central and i think central's just a little faster especially in the talent positions uh you know i think central has some really good playmakers when you're talking about uh anthony vassar stone wetlaw or gabe fields you know benton had to host them and uh you know hung with them for a half but then central kind of pulled away but you know, Benton, I think they were heavy favorites against Lafayette. I think maybe in the back of their minds they knew it. But it had been a long time since they'd beaten the Irish. I mean, they'd lost some really close games to Lafayette. I think leading up to this year, six of the last ten meetings between Benton and Lafayette had been decided by two scores or less. And so, and, you know, Benton was pretty much on the losing side of all of those. And so they've been in some close ones. They left little doubt. I mean, that first half they kind of dominated. You know, it started slow, right? They were up, what, 6 end into the first and then they scored 19 points in the last two and a half minutes of the second quarter. You blink, and it's 31 nothing Benton at the half. So, uh, yeah, no impressive. Uh, it was unfortunate to see Jackson Rich go down uh, late in the third quarter. I think Devin Hoffman took over under center uh, for the last couple series. Um, doesn't look like anything serious. Just talking with Coach Kevin Keaton. I know they've been down Devin, uh, uh, Denver Doman, excuse me they uh, Doman got hurt in that jamboree and they've been without him the first three weeks. I know he was in pads, but he didn't play uh, last week. So I think that's a good sign that he's on his way back. So yeah, him to the mix, you know, uh, all conference, all district basketball player, certainly a really talented football player. You throw him in there, another target for Jackson rich, just another guy that, you know, you can utilize in many different ways, really good defender as well. Uh, that's going to be big. So you know, and they're playing Kansas City Center Benton is this week. That's the only team they beat last year. Center, last I looked, winless still. So I think Benton has some games on their schedule that they're going to win. Um, they still got some tough ones. You know, they're in the MEC too, so uh, they got some tough ones ahead. But like I said at the outset, just refreshing to see some of these programs. You know, Benton hasn't had a winning season since 2010. They haven't won more than two games in a season since either 2017 or 16. So. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's fun to see, you know, they won the Jamboree, which is a big deal. They hadn't done that in seven years. Uh, so we'll see again, it's early, but uh, that, that Lafayette win, you know, even if they lose every game after this, I think in a lot of ways, they'll see this as a successful year because, Hey, they beat Lafayette.
0: Oh, absolutely. Definitely. So I think that was definitely a fun game here. Let's talk about this week's game. Um, our schedules. Once again, intersect. We will be at the same place, same bat time, same bat channel. Um, LeBlanc and St. Joe Christian may not, may not be the most appealing game on paper, but, um, you know, this is, I think this could be a fun atmosphere as well. So, um, just, um, your thoughts, first of all, your thoughts on Bishop LeBlanc this season.
1: Yeah, definitely one to watch, you know, they, they brought back a lot of talent and, uh, I still believe Landon Gardner is one of the better playmakers in this region, certainly in eight man football. Um, multi-sport athlete, very smart kid, um, you know, has, can throw it, can run it, really good defender too, he had like a ton of interceptions for LeBlanc last year, you know, it's no secret LeBlanc kind of struggled when they made the move down to 8-man a couple of years ago, like it's been more than a couple, like 2018 I think it was, um, but last year was a huge step in the right direction, you know, 10 wins, they get to stay quarterfinals, get to the district championship game, and run into a really good King City team, I mean, they hung with King City for a while, but Seemed like the Wildcats kind of had leverage for most of that game, and obviously King City made it to the state semis, where they lost to eventual state champion Drexel. Um, but yeah, you know LeBlanc's strength the schedule, and this stood out to me when I was looking at them early in the year. I mean, it's a it's a gauntlet, you know. You play Worth County, who was the uh, state runner up last year. Uh, you know, kind of got into a shootout with Pattonsburg. Seems like Pattonsburg, Pat, yeah, Pattonsburg's a little better. Than last year seems like they at least had the ability to score points. Um, but I feel like that one was probably closer than LeBlanc wanted it to be. I think it was like a one score game in the third quarter 166 44. Hosted North Andrew, that was a top 10 battle September 2nd, which was week two. Um, you know, back and forth for a little while. North Andrew pulled away again. I think North Andrew is really really good. I voted them number one in the eight man poll. And then, yeah, going to Worth County, that's a tough tough test. Uh, Worth County off to a good start at three and oh. Uh, and yeah, Worth County kind of dominated there, 64 to 12, so, you know, haven't haven't seen them play yet this year, um, but looking forward to this one, you know, uh, it's, you know, they only have to go a few minutes down the road, and it's kind of unique, a city the size of St. Joseph getting to host two eight-man schools from the city together, I think that's a really unique thing, I, I, I would be hard pressed to find anything like that in the state of Missouri, or frankly, the United States, so, uh, just that alone is uh, really cool, and and you remember, you know, Christian was an 11-man there for a couple of years, uh, made the move back down uh, in 2021. They've been winless the last three uh, seasons, haven't won a game since 2018. But you And we could talk about Christian a little bit if you want to. But, uh, you know, Christian's no pushover. They scored 58 on Santa Fe. Not only is Santa Fe unbeaten, but 58 is the most points Sancho Christian has put up in a game since 2017. So that's significant. You know, they gave Stanbury a fight, you know, for most of the first half in a game that got paused due to stadium light malfunction and got resumed on a Saturday. And so far that's Stanberry's only win is against St. Joseph Christian. So, um, you know, I I think their time is coming, you know, Christian doesn't have a huge roster on varsity, but they were really young last year. I remember them being really young, kind of lacking some size. Uh, they bring guys back and they've at least shown the ability to put points on the board. So I I think LeBlanc is the favorite going in. Um, just, you know, given what we've seen over the last year, year or two, but, uh, you know, I think I think Christian, I mean, look, Pattensburg put 44 on him. Uh, Pattensburg put 44 on LeBlanc. So I think Christian will get some points on the board. But I do think LeBlanc is hungry and uh, really wanting to uh, get back in the win column. And LeBlanc did kind of dominate this game last year at Eagles Stadium. I don't think it's quite as lopsided as that. But I do think LeBlanc, you got to favor them probably.
0: Yeah, so I think it's gonna be—I think it's gonna be a fun game on Friday night. I think it's gonna be a little bit better than I think a lot of people expect, too. So, um, should be a fun one. Um, Tommy, just—if um, people can't make it out to the game, um, where can people listen? Where can people hear the game?
1: Yeah, uh, so for the first uh, six weeks of the regular season, uh, due to our uh, obligation to the Kansas City Royals and our sponsors on there. We kind of did something new this year. I kind of toyed with this last year, did a few volleyball matches. But stjosephpost.com, as I think most people know, is our official website. It's, you know, powered by KFEQ News. It's the Eagle Radio News website, right? Uh, myself, Brent Martin, and Matt Pike. Well, it turns out we kind of have the ability to uh, do games, you know, on the air but on a web stream. It's an audio Web stream. I'm hoping to make this a video stream in the next couple of years, but, uh, you know, one step at a time. But uh, it's a live audio stream with commercials, music stuff, you know, you name it. We have Harry Loomis uh, on the sidelines with us this year. And uh, so, stjosephpost.com, you can also download the St. Joseph Post app. Uh, We post a link where you can uh, click on it and listen. And it's just like it's over the radio. You know, you click the play button and it's just, like I said, it's a live audio stream. We give you all the, the play by play action and then. Uh, starting week seven with our uh, Mount city at South Holt matchup from week seven through the postseason, However far our teams go uh, high school football will be on six eighty 95, three KFEQ. But for this game of the week, LeBlanc to St. Joe Christian, just go to St. Joseph post.com. We start our pregame at six 30 kickoff, obviously at seven. Um, so that's where you can go. And uh, we've had really good response to this, um, uh, you know, for again, for being the first year of broadcasting with this format, I think, uh, we've done a good job. Our sales team, I think has done a good job promoting it. And, uh, I'll tell you the East Buchanan Savannah game, we had a huge audience for that one. So that was really, really exciting. And, uh, I'd expect another big audience here. You know, these are two very passionate, uh, fan bases and, uh, you know, so excited again. So yeah, six thirty pregame seven o'clock kick, just log on to st. or download the St. Joseph post app. You'll see a link right on the home page every Friday night for week one through six, you just click on it. And, uh, yeah, pretty easy. So, uh, And then also we post a uh, full game story with pictures, quotes, stats, stjosephpost.com. That's a pretty good place to go for uh, for area high school football coverage this year.
0: Absolutely. Definitely check out stjosephpost.com If you're not able to make it out to uh, St. Joe Christian in person this Friday night. Well, Tommy, thank you so much for welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on again. And um, I look forward to seeing you on Friday night, sir.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been a a little while. I can't believe it's, you know, First time I was on this podcast was last fall, and, you know, that doesn't feel like it's been that long ago. But, uh, yeah, here we are, another season, and, uh
0: yeah, excited to get after it, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's get it.